Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we all lived through the 70s. The clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Riddle me this. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Adulkin! Kiss Files starts now. Or the stone pudding or something. I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Kiss files starts now. If I were expecting some, I'd whip up a really uh, substantial meal. You see how strong I am <laughs> from eating all of this stuff. cartoons now later who are we to look at these two fine young men and say you there i sit in judgment of you
up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf.
If I were expecting some, I'd whip up a really uh, substantial meal. You see how strong I am <laughs> from eating all this stuff. What is going on guys? Soul here for another stream. Be sure to like, subscribe, share the content as you're coming in. As we're currently growing the channel with the power of the internet, of course, the power of the interwebs. Hope you guys are having a good week. I have a three-day weekend, so I'm actually quite happy. I have a three-day weekend, so I'm going to be chillaxing a lot. So I'm happy. I don't know about you guys, but in my industry, we're not working Monday. So <laughs> it's a really, really, uh, really chill today. A lot of people probably went, you know, used their PTOs today for their weekends and stuff like that. So it's been really relaxing. I'm actually working at the same time, but you wouldn't know because... It's Friday and it's pretty laid back. But uh, shout out to the people that came through. I know there's a lot of streams going on, of course. Uh, Rocky, what's going on? Uh, Canis, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, finally, something different. Uh, we've been doing uh, the Blurred Report for... This is our fourth episode. So we've been doing this, like, for a month, actually, by now. Yeah, this is our fourth episode. But yeah, man. I know there's your panels. You have your panels and your, your negotiations and all that other stuff, you know. People will come to what they want to hear. You know, you have the options, guys. You have the options to uh, hear whatever you want to choose. So uh, if you want to go here, you go there, you go here, you have options. This is why the, there's multiple channels. Um, but shout out to you guys coming through early. Um, don't forget to join the Discord, the Oasis, if uh, you're into this manga news or manga recommendations, anime recommendations. We got... Um, novel recommendations on the discord we got general chat we got a music chat uh, channel um sometimes uh, we actually did this last night um we streamed street fighter 5 on discord last night uh shout out to hunter he came through and we had a, a couple of matches on street fighter 5 it was pretty dope so shout out to hunter uh, so sometimes yeah we'll be streaming this random gameplay on the on the oasis sometimes and uh when we did that stream it actually made me think about some ideas. Uh, so if you guys know, I usually do like a gameplay stream on the weekend, like maybe, let's just say two to like two to maybe two or three, two to four streams of gameplay streams a month, right? You guys know that. What's going on, Nimble? So 
what I'm going to be doing now is, right, along with the streams, you might see like a gameplay video, right? And that gameplay video will be me maybe playing with a subscriber or a, a fellow nerd till ninja. Uh, we'll be maybe doing a game of Street Fighter, maybe Mortal Kombat, uh, maybe Borderlands, whatever. Whatever I have on Steam or PS5, uh, we'll be doing gameplay of that. So if you want to get involved in that, definitely join the Discord. The link is in my description. And uh, I'm telling you, man, uh, shout out to Omega Dreads because me and Omega Dreads wanted to... We had this idea beforehand. We were thinking about making some type of Street Fighter like tournament for the manosphere and i'm telling you man that can be done it just we need a lot of people we would need a lot of gamer ids for that that's that's the only problem with that it's a great idea but we'd need like at least 10 or so people for our actual tournament bracket that'd be so dope <laughs> it'd be dope as hell to do it but um so if you're interested just in gaming and want you want to be on the channel and you know with uh, the gameplay videos just definitely join the discord give me your uh i have a channel for gamer id so steam you know xbox playstation whatever you have you can put in that that channel but those are just some future ideas for the channel um don't forget available on spotify google podcast stitcher and anchor for audio versions um oh, okay nimble so you're a first person shooter um okay i mean the only game i'm playing i have halo I don't have Call of Duty. I need to. I might. I don't know. I might try. I might try Battlefield Six. I don't know, Nimble. But um, st anyway, Nimble, go ahead and put your stuff in the gamer ID channel, and maybe someone will be out there who who also plays uh, shooters. So, um, but we have a lot of news uh, this week, guys. A lot of news. Um, we have a lot. And uh, oh, Indigenous TV. What's, what's going on? Uh, just passing through. There's a young brother on IG called uh zay arts 21 very good artist has a lot of great work okay i will check him out um thanks for passing through indigenous tv so i wanted to move the the blurred report a bit earlier in the day you guys know i'm usually streaming in the afternoons so um, i'm gonna experiment streaming it a bit early for people hopefully it'll be a better result than uh, streaming 5 p.m. I know it's kind of late on a Friday to be doing that. I know a lot of people want to go and enjoy their weekends and stuff. So I understand that. So that's all my updates for now. I'm still waiting for my community tab to uh, come up uh, so I can update you guys a bit faster. Um, oh, cool. What's going on, bro? So yeah, man, just doing some quick updates. Like I said, the idea I have a Street Fighter V tournament for the Manosphere. I really want to set that up, but we need people that play Street Fighter V for fighting games or whatever. We need that, but that's, I don't know. That's just a project in the making, you know? Um, he said you don't have skills. Trust me, don't worry, man. I was getting my ass kicked last night by a Hunter in Street Fighter V. <laughs> so yeah, I got my ass kicked. I mean, I, I got, it was fun, but you know, I beat him a couple of times, but you know, Hunter uh, kicked, kicked my ass. So shout out to Hunter. Um, so yeah, we're gonna cover. Let's let's start with the first article, man. We got a lot. We got a lot uh, this uh, this uh, week, man. We got a lot. Um, oh, so before we do that, before we do that, let's uh, we'll run our little clip here for the news. Um, I forgot to do this last time. Here we go.
little short clip. All right, let's start. So, Final Fantasy XIV and Walker expansion announced for this year, 2021. Square Enix has announced that the Final Fantasy XIV next expansion pack and Walker will be released uh, later this year. The new expansion pack will feature two new jobs, one healer and one melee uh, DPS, and will bring players to the moon. And there was a teaser trailer available if you missed it. I didn't check it out. I'm not really into um, this specific Final Fantasy. Uh, I know some people are. So if you are, definitely check that out. Uh, it says the new healer job is the Sage. There's no required class to play this new job that features floating characters. Uh, Unspecialist, what's going on? Uh, called uh, Nothius, but players must have at least one character up to level 70. All right. Uh, so it says the second new job will be revealing during Final Fantasy uh, Digital Fans Festival 2021 that runs from May 14th to 15th. The fan festival will also bring with special in-game items, including the Lunar Whale Mount and three minions, Rita, Edge, and Rosa. Okay, so for the Final Fantasy fans out there, um, that's definitely catered to you. Moving right along, because we have a lot to cover. This one was surprise. Was this one was definitely uh, interesting? So we have Dave Chappelle. A Dave Chappelle show is headed back to Netflix after Dave Chappelle revolves dispute. Dave Chappelle has announced that Dave the Chappelle show is now streaming on Netflix once again. Um, as reported by Verity, Chappelle posted an IG video on Thursday from a recent startup performance at Austin Venue. Uh, partway through the 10-minute clip, which he titled Redemption Song, the comedian summarized his past debut with Comedy Central and his parent company, uh, Viacom CBS, uh, where, which resulted in him requesting the removal of the show late last year. Uh, at this time, he criticized it for licensing the Chappelle show streaming rights to Netflix without compensating him, but now he says that the issue has been resolved. Uh, in the candid clip posted this week, Chappelle confirmed that he was able to re renegotiate. <laughs> renegotiate. I know we love that we're in this space. In this space, it deal with the involved parties. So um, this will, will return back on Netflix. Um, this actually today. What do you do today? So uh, straight fresh news for you. So this is good, right? We talk about this in the space a lot. Um, solution. Well, actually, we don't. We hate solutions. I forgot. I forgot what space we're in. We actually hate solutions. I forgot. We hate solutions, but Dave Chappelle here, right? He had an issue. He wasn't getting. He wasn't getting the bag. He re renegotiated, and now he's getting the bag. And now fans can enjoy his show via Netflix, right? What's going on, Rocky? Uh, he says just got home. Thanks for the wrench. No prop, bro. No prop. No prop. Uh, you guys are basically my ex, my um, X Men first class ninjas, Nagagas. So uh, shout out to you. But this is great news. Right? Hunter, what's going on? This gave you a shout out um, for the uh, kicking my ass last night on Street Fighter V. Shout out to Hunter. Uh, what's going on, bro? But yeah, this is great news for Dave Chappelle and for the fans. So for some reason, <laughs> if you haven't seen Dave Chappelle, you can see it via Netflix. What's going on? Oh, uh-oh, Hunter. Okay, okay, Hunter, you're, you've just be you just been ascended to uh, Super Saiyan. So welcome to the um, the X Men First Class. All right, so uh, let's keep moving on. All right, because we got a lot to cover. So Ubisoft moving away from resilient on AAA releases it says Ubisoft doesn't want to be um, reliant on AAA game releases as it has in the past, and will instead look more closely for the free to play games 
its back catalog to make money. In an earnings call today following the company's Q3 results, the publisher said its plans for 2022, April uh, of this year through March of next year through AAA games releases, but that in the future, Ubisoft didn't want AAA games to be the focus of its business model. <laughs> okay, Ubisoft, once again. Uh, here's, there, here's their quotes. We said for a number of years that our normal template is to come with three or four AAA games. So we'll stick to that plan for next year, said um, Frederick. But that we are progressively, continuously moving from a model that used to be only focused on AAA releases to a model where we have a combination of strong releases from AAA and strong back catalog dynamics, but also complementing our program of new releases with free-to-play and other premium experiences. Yeah, this sounds like bullshit. Um, so, because it's true, they did have a format of releasing a lot of games, AAA games. It's true. So it looks like they're trying to dilute that plan to a model where they're kind of incorporating free to play, maybe some smaller games. You know how they do with this current generation. That's what it sounds like to me. A lot of words salad, basically saying we're diluting the plan. Um, the thing with Ubisoft is, the thing with Ubisoft. <laughs> Watch Dogs Legion sucked. I'm sorry, it sucked. Um, I didn't, I know Assassin's Creed, you know, they've been releasing it a bit slower now instead of like this, like every, they used to do it like every year, every year, but now it's like maybe every two, three years or something like that. Edward Anderson, what's going on, bro? So, I, the last Splinter Cell, I would say, Blacklist was pretty good, right? But, uh, they, what's that other game they have? They have, uh, what's that other game? What's that other game? Does they, everyone can someone mention the other Ubisoft game exclusive? There's another exclusive. Assassin's Creed, Splinter Cell. There's like a driving one, I think, and there's like a shooter. I forgot what what happened though. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to uh, Gina in a second, Ed. We'll get to that because that, that is one of the main um, scoops of the week. But um, yeah, I'm I don't really care about Ubisoft. Um, Watch Dogs is terrible. I mean, Splinter Cell is cool. Who cares about Assassin's Creed nowadays? Oh, Justin, what's going on, bro? But whatever. This this make good games, Ubisoft. I mean, that's really all you got to do. Um, we don't really care. Just give us good games. You know. All right. Next, anime news. Well, actually, no. Anime. Well, no. Kind of pop culture related. Uh, Resident Evil reboot film releases on September 3rd in the U.S. So entertainment website Deadline reported on Thursday that the first live-action film reboot of Capcom's Resident Evil survival horror game franchise will release in theaters in the U.S. of this fall, September 3rd. Constantine Film, which will handle distribution in German-speaking territories, earlier listed the film on its website with a release date of September 9th. The website now says um, a general... Uh, 2021 release date okay it says the reboot will with faithful ties to the games will be set in raccoon city and on a night in 1998 okay so the thing about the resident evil series it's been it's a it's a bit long-winded it's been a uh, the, the movies are kind of hit or miss um i think people and especially we always have that main female actor that we saw in monster hunter which you guys remember i did a review of was very cringy, but you know I had to do a review of it. Um, I don't know if she's going to be in this film, but th those films don't really make a lot of money. Um, we already know what it is when it comes to video game movies; they really don't do too well. 
except for the last Sonic hit the Hitchhog, which we will be talking about because they're making a sequel. But um, for people that maybe like Resident Evil as a movie, well, you might have a chance to enjoy this later this year. Um, I just don't expect anything from this because, well, it's just Resident Evil. I mean, it's, just, it's always just not that great of a movie. But, you know, whatever. We'll see how they do. All right, let's see. All right, our big scoop, one of our big scoops of the week. The Mandalorian actress Gina Carano fired by Lucasfilms. This was pretty big. Says uh, actor Gina Carona, known for playing a former Rebel Alliance soldier Cara Dune on Disney's The Mandalorian, has been fired from the show according to io9. A shout to Justin March for the um, super chat, Blurts of the World Unite. Definitely, definitely, man. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Gina Corona is not currently employed by Lucasfilms. There are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts uh, denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are uh, unacceptable. It says uh, Corona was the subject of much criticism recently when a now-deleted IG post co uh, compared being a modern-day Republican to being Jewish during the Holocaust. Oh boy, the hashtag fire Gina Corona has trended on social media in recent months after the comments by the television and film star. So basically, Gina has been canceled with the recent uh, power of cancel culture. Now this did, this has happened a lot. Remember what happened to Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was ha actually had a good opportunity to be a host on a big award show, but he lost that due to his track record on social media. You know, you in today's age, you have to be careful. In fact, but I un I understand it. Celebrities, it's good to be on social media because it promotes their market, right? it promotes their brand. But to me, the logic is, you guys have to have social media teams to manage your own social media. I mean, Gina to me should have been smarter and said that that's something that she should not post on social media. First of all, I mean, you're you have this rock awesome show. You're, she's a great character in the show. Um, now, is this a post that I think people should be getting offended of in 2021? Probably not. But you know, when it comes to these celebrities and social media, it, you got to be walking on uh, eggshells when it comes to this, this, these type of um, these type of um, social media um, platforms. You got to be careful. And I, I think that for celebrities, have yourself a team that completely maintains your social media so that you can stay out of it before you even put a post up go to your team and say can i say this can i not say this if they say no don't do it but it seems like you know you guys want to be like us this common average joe people who we have the freedom to post whatever we want with no consequences for the most part you guys want to be normal but you're not normal sorry that's not what that's not your life you're you're in, you're a star in mandalorian your life is not normal, all right? You guys in Hollywood, your life's not normal. You guys are going to be tracked like crazy for everything you do, even if it's dumb. Remember what happened to Aziz Ansari? Kevin Hart? Uh, who else? Other stars. This happened This happened before. This is, this is a common thing. So, you know, it sucks because she was a great character. Um, Mandalorian season one did really well. Oh, season one and two did really well. And now um you know we have season three where where is her character what what uh, how are you going to explain this for her character in season three um 
that is to be, I guess, we'll find out, to be announced, TBA on that. So, um, not good news. It sucks. Uh, hopefully, she can bounce back, get, get another role coming. Um, the good thing is, at least, I would say, at least she has, hey, I was in a Star Wars project on her resume. At least she has that. So she has that, at least. But, yeah, you know, a lot of people are going to see this and say, eh, I don't want to mess with you. So, um, hopefully she can bounce back you know uh but then it says it says corona has been dropped as a client by the united states agency it says they had been looking for a reason to fire her for two months today was the last the final straw huh it says uh she's been a vocal against the use of masks in public spaces during the uh the you know the zombie war and um and insinuating voter fraud regarding the election <laughs> okay um yeah so she's like i said you, she has to be careful and like i hope she bounces back but she was a great character you know so you know that's that and once again some more crazy stuff going on this week with josh whedon talk about cancel culture and uh, foolery going on this week so charisma carpenter alleges abuse claims against josh whedon the mcu sama of the super uh, Marvel universe that we love so much. It says Charisma Carpenter has come out with a public statement alleging Josh Whedon of abuse and unprofessional behavior while on the sets of Buffy the Vampire and Angel. So you waited till now, till Josh has the bag of Disney <laughs> and Marvel to now make these claims. Once again, with these women, like, you you wait till till we get the bag. <laughs> you didn't want to you didn't want to do make these claims when Josh was a broke ass man. But now when he got the bag, now you're here. Okay, we see how it is. So it says uh, my truth. I stand with Ray Fisher. Carpenter tweeted with her statement. The I stand with Ray Fisher hashtag is a show of solidarity with Ray Fisher, who first went public with abuse allegations against Whedon on the Justice League set uh, last year, July. So here it is, my truth. For nearly two decades, I have heard, held my tongue, and ever made accuses for certain events that traumatized me on this day. Josh Whedon abused his power on numerous occasions while working together on the sets of Buffy the Vampire and Andrew. While he found his misconduct amusing, it only served to intensify my performance anxiety, disempower me, and uh, alienate me from my peers. The serving incidents triggered a chronic physical condition from which I still suffer till this day. It is with a beating heavy heart, beating and heavy, that I say I coped in isolation at times, destructivity. Um, so I'm not going to read all that. But like I said, um, of course, we're not fans of abuse. That's terrible. It's not good to hear. But why do y'all wait till till this i mean did she wait till ray fisher who is a cyborg did he wait you waited for you know people to start you know doing these hashtags then you everyone comes out and says start saying stuff um so once again um yeah and then she keeps going i'm not gonna read all this this is too much <laughs> for nearly two decades 20 years okay jeez so you waited till you basically became windows xp all right fair enough so I'm not, I'm not going to read all that, but um, he said we didn't use ongoing passive aggressive threats to fire her, called her fat. She called you fat. Oh, no. Like, oh, OK. All right. 
yeah i i thought that was interesting um all right next um ali is not portraying joel in the hbo's the last of us all right so two-time oscar winner ali was rumored rumored to be in the running role of joel in hbo's the last of us uh tv adaptation ali was uh reported to be considering this offer as reported by the uh, Illuminati. However, the actor was not cast nor offered a role of Joel at the time of this writing. Uh, the Last of Us is based on Naughty Dog's video game, of course, of the same name, which was released in 2013. So, I did see the original article of this, and I was like, "What? You're gonna turn Joel black? Hell yeah!" I'm like, "Just joking." <laughs> like, no, no, I, I, of course, I'm, I'm not gonna get excited about that because he's white. Damn it, he was white. Why would I hype that up? We already talked about this in previous videos all right there was never a black batman never there's never a black goku all right they're white all right so joel who's white should not be black it's weird and and first of all if he's black his name would be joe l not joel there's no there's no black guy who's named joel no they're called joel i specifically have a best friend who's named joel not joel no so it, let him stay white. It's perfectly fine with me. He could be a Mr. Clean on the scene. That's okay because he's a Mr. Clean in the source material. All right, that's uh, that's okay with me. It's totally fine. All right, he does not need to be black. And in any way, Ali is already busy with that of the new Blade reboot. So let him do his thing. Okay, he's a good actor. I'm not saying he's bad. He was in the Luke Cage. He was in uh, Rami, uh, House of Cards. He's been in a lot of different um, TVs and shows. He was in True Detective. So he's a good guy, good actor. And I can't wait to see him in Blade. But it's okay if he doesn't get this role because he's not supposed to because he's not white. So it's okay. Um, I really hope there's not anyone who made a video. Oh my God, he's not gonna be, he's, he's, he's not gonna be black. I'm mad. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. All right. All right. So the real guy is gonna be that of our, our famous popular Mandalorian. Uh, Pedro Pascal will be cast as Joel, All right? So uh, it says Last of Us series is being led by um, senior bull crater, Craig and the Last of Us game director. Uh, while they never shared screen time, Pascal and Ramsey were both on the Game of Thrones and will soon set out on an adventure that will see them breaking free of oppressive quarantine zone and journeying across a post-apocalyptic uh, post uh, uh, United States. The series is led to focus on the events of 2013's The Original Last of Us and will be written by Mezen and Druckmann. Druckmann will also be executive producer. So this is good news for it, man. This is great. Pedro Pascal, because not only was he in the Lasso 1984, right? <laughs> it still counts. He was still on a superhero DC film and he's, he was in Star Wars, but now he gets The Last of Us? Dude, Pedro, Pedro's getting the bag. I, I can't, I'm actually proud of him. Like he is totally deep in pop culture. This is great. I mean, he's a really good actor. Um, so, uh, Hunter says, uh, I don't care if he's black. The whole point is to see the dynamic between him and Ellie. Right. If they mess that up, I'm going to get pissed. <laughs> right. And I didn't even, I didn't even play Last of Us, but I know like 
Last of Us fans, like if you mess that up, it, they're going to be coming at you. The 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 um this the uh the fans and fandom will be extremely upset if they mess that up. So we'll have to see how they do when the show comes out. But this is great for Pedro, man. Pedro, um, this his his track record is just becoming extremely this is awesome. You know, I I even I told you guys in the last little review, the last little nineteen eighty four review, I liked him in Wonder Woman. I think he was cool. So props, you know, props for him. As you guys are coming in, be sure to like the video, guys. Uh, subscribe. Um, definitely share the content. For, so for other blurs to know of the Nerd Pill, definitely will help as we're still growing the channel. And uh, let's continue. Let me get a little thirst of water here. Ah! All right. So the Peacemaker TV series is set for release next year, January. So the Peacemaker TV series starring John Cena is set for release on HBO January of next year. Uh, Casey, the content chief of HBO and HBO Max, revealed the news in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Bloy said he only recently got involved with making TV content based on DC Comics and Peacemaker was one of the first shows he set in production. I quote, I just started to get involved with DC content um, last year, August. Peacemaker is one of the first shows I greenlit and one of the first shows coming out uh, next year, January. It's a great example of what HBO Max can do with DC content and that we're producing a, at a level we haven't been seeing DC content on TV do thus far. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? <laughs> Are you sure? So this is what Cena looks like in the costume. Um, let's see a little close. I really don't know about him. I mean, I would have to look him up. I'm curious how this is going to look, but I mean, I'm interested. I mean, Cena getting into the superhero business is cool. I mean, I, I'm, I feel like he's been needing to get into it a long time ago. So we'll see. Um, let's see. It says uh, the interviewer asked boys about any potential confusion with the DC coexisting with the CW TV shows. He confirmed that a new CW series based on DC Comics is taking place outside of the um, Arrowverse, which means there are now two live action DC universes on the same network. You see confusion. I see lots of opportunity for DC fans. Okay, whatever. I still don't, I see CW as irrelevant. I know some C strong CW fans out there might think, oh my God, Soul, you're wrong. Like, no, I'm right. Cause most of the shows suck. They just do, right? They're not that good. But we'll see how the Peacemaker does and we'll see how the Suicide Squad um, new movie does. All right, this one was kind of interesting. I didn't know this was gonna happen. So Disney's live action Hercules will spawn a decade of stories. Really shocked about this. Um, so it says, Disney's live action remake of Hercules is moving along as producer Joe Russo confirmed that the script was nearly finished and the movie will kickstart a potential franchise. <sighs> These live action Disney movies now, I didn't even watch Mulan. I saw, uh, what was it? Aladdin with Will Smith. I mean, I made a lot of money. Um, but you know what? I, I think I would be more interested to see a Hercules live action. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, speaking to the Lights Camera uh, Barstool podcast, Russo offered an update on the project, which he is producing with his brother, 
it is still in development. The script is about to come in a week, and we be taking a lot of time and care with it, the Russo said. Russo then went on to tease that much like with the MCU, Disney hopes to build a franchise out of Hercules. They want to see something really cool that they want to get lost in for a decade. A decade? Really? Okay. So that's our mission, to provide them with that experience. Okay. Um... Okay, Hunter says, true, The Rock already did Hercules remake a few years, for a few years ago, who's going to do it now? Good point. And honestly, The Rock's Hercules was really kind of lackluster. Um, really not really, a mem um, I don't really remember it that well either, so it, was, it probably wasn't that good. Uh, I agree on making a movie, I, don't, I just don't care about a a series or a decade of Hercules movies? That doesn't sound... I don't know. That doesn't really sound exciting to me at all. Alright. Kingdom Hearts fans. Kingdom Hearts games get PC release on March 30. So Square Enix announced on Thursday that it will release its Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Wow, trying to do math. Remix Kingdom Hearts uh, 2.8 and Kingdom Hearts 3 plus Remind and Kingdom Hearts Melody of uh, Memory games on PC via the Epic Game Store on March 30. Epic Game Store Twitter account posted a trailer. Okay, so this trailer. Um, so you, for the people who I guess this is for people that um, I guess haven't played Kingdom Hearts. I guess if you haven't played Kingdom Hearts, this is a good way to. Get and, and you have you want to play it on PC specifically? Then I guess this this is for those type of people. Um, I, I guess I don't know who's this who who's the the audience for this? You know, because Kingdom Hearts is kind of old game. You know, you could play it on PS4 or some older consoles. But I mean, for the PC master race, if people you know people who didn't want to buy consoles and this one stay on PC, well, hey, now you got Kingdom Hearts via the Epic Game Store. So. Power to the gamers, right? So more options. So I don't think I can really knock that, right? Should have done this sooner, I would say. Next up, we got uh, Shazam 2 rumors of Henry uh, Cavill's return as Superman debunked. So his recent online rumors have claimed that Henry would be reprising his role as Clark Kent, uh, Superman in 23rd, uh, 2023 uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Oh, wow. So that's the... Uh, that's the title. I didn't know that. However, these reports have not been debunked. Verity put the kibosh on the rumors of Cavell's return as the Man of Steel in the upcoming sequel in 2019 Shazam, confirming them to be false after speaking with two sources with direct knowledge of the production and Cavell's schedule. Okay. So, fair enough. Um, now, Shazam wasn't a bad film. It didn't really make a lot of money, though. But it wasn't a bad film. I'd say it was better than Lasso 1984. That's a fact. Um, can't wait to see uh, Shazam 2, though. Can't wait to see that. Can't wait to see Black Adam. Really excited about that with uh, The Rock. Um, those are going to be dope. Hopefully. You know, hopefully, but we'll have to see. Next, more DC talk. So Ray Fisher calls DC Films boss the most dangerous kind of enabler. Ray Fisher, who we know to be cyborg, has issued another statement on Walter Hamada, calling the DC Films president the most dangerous kind of enabler. He says, in quotes, which makes Walter Hamada the most dangerous 
kind of enabler is his willingness to blindly cover for his colleagues. Fisher said in a tweet, he has succeeded in discouraging the Justice League investigation. We would not be here. He owes Charisma, Carpenter, and every other participant an apology. Okay. Says the cyborg actor has remained vocal and sustained his debut with Hamada on social media. Ray Fisher recently demanded an apology from Walter in regards to the actor's onset experience during Justice League reshoots. Walter Hamada still owes an apology to. Yeah, right, right. Um, I th you know, fair enough. I think they didn't they didn't do him well in that movie anyway. Um, a lot of his stuff was cut out. Um, I mean, people didn't watch the movie for um Cy uh, cyborg although he is a very popular character um his character could have been better right another rumor so william defoy the guy from the legacy series sam raimi spider-man series which um till this day i still think spider-man 1 and 2 were really good films now spider-man 3 eh. <laughs> You guys remember the dancing Tobey Maguire uh, and the emo <laughs> Tobey Maguire. Funny, but Spider-Man 1 and 2 were awesome. Dude, 90s, back in the days, feel like I'm some type of Windows XP guy, but I'm not. But back in the days, man, going to the theater to watch Spider-Man 1 was crazy. Man, that was some good times. Um, so I, I, I still, I'm really grateful to be um, to able to have seen that, man. So a new report may hint that uh, the appearance of another villain in the cast of Marvel Studios' uh, Sony's Spider-Man 3, a source at the GWW reports that William Defoe was spoiled on the set of the superhero film and will play a role in events of the film. Defoe was reported to be reprising his role as Norman Osborn by the alumni Nerdy in December alongside Hayden Thomas, Church as Sandman. They would join Alfred as Dr. Octopus and potentially Tobey Maguire's version of the Web Slinger. <laughs> Black Cruz said Tobey was the best Spider-Man ever. See, that's actually a pretty fair um, argument, right? I think Tobey was a really good Spider-Man and a really good Peter Parker, right? I would take Tobey's Spider-Man over, who is it? Um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man any day. Right. In fact, I'd take his Peter Parker too over Andrew Garfield. But Tom Holland, though, because Tom Holland, Tom Holland's a bit younger, he has that kind of advantage with his youth. But I think I think Tom Holland's also a good Spider-Man and, and Peter Parker, you know, the younger version. So um, you're not wrong. Toby is a good, really good Spider-Man. Just you know, Spider-Man three. Uh, you know, <laughs> like come on, you're not gonna have me vouch for spider-man 3 all right i'm just i'm just not gonna do that all right ever and if if someone was ever to do that definitely let me know so i, I can have them on the channel and um dissect their brain and make sure they're okay uh it says bully mcguire is epic as well right 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 um so so i'm i'm interested this about this spider-man 3 because i heard i also heard that there's the Andrew Garfield and the Tobey Maguire rumor that that's not going to happen. It feels like he's doing some type of time travel thing in this in this movie. Um, you got Octopus, Sandman apparently, Goblin. Um, I also heard that Tom Holland's brother is going to play like Harry Osborn. I've heard a lot of different things about this movie. Um, so you know what? For me, I'm just going to wait and see. 
and see what other articles come out about it but i've said this before if spider-man 3 is legit then that would be the first time we've had a complete spider-man trilogy that's actually quality throughout all three films so that's a big deal next up sonic the hedgehog movie sequel name uh, uh announced so the sonic the hedgehog is getting a sequel and it's somewhat obvious yeah obviously because sonic did pretty well uh, the name with its tail inspired logo was revealed on twitter along with a re uh, reconfirm of its release on april 8th 2022. so as the announcements came with a short 10 second video clip of the title being revealed which plays a version of the emerald hill zone music at the letters form the logo itself is the same as that used for the original um, film but with a yellow two featuring tails twin fox tails so yeah this is pretty obvious what they're gonna do they're gonna have tails in the sequel makes a lot of sense um the sonic first original film did really well made a lot of money why would they not make a sequel um and i don't mind it because video game movies they suck a lot of them suck so to have one actually be successful go ahead get the bag you know go ahead and make another one especially if you add jim carrey to it again yeah i'm definitely down for that i'm down so we'll see how that goes all right gaming crash bandicoot 4 coming to ps5 xbox and switch in march next month so crash bandicoot 4 it's about time is taking making its way to ps5 xbox and the series x and x nintendo switch more and more this year following its 2020 debut on ps4 and xbox one activision and developer toys for bob weird <laughs> have announced crash 4 will be released for ps5 as other platforms on march 12th with a pc release via battle.net sometime later this year okay so it's also coming to pc that's good uh, ps5 and xbox versions will run at 4k 60 frames per second um pc master race niggas and while the xbox series s version will run at 60 frames with upscale to 4k these three next gen um versions will also include faster load times 3d audio really okay who cares about that and players who have already purchased it's about time on ps4 fair enough fair enough um let's see it says the ps5 version about time will make use of the dual sense adaptive triggers while using uh, weapons like the Nero Cortex. Okay, whatever. So uh, let's see. Let's see the price tag. So the uh, PS5 Xbox will cost sixty bucks. Switch version will be available for pre-order today in certain territories for forty bucks. Same price will cost will will cost on PC. Okay. So I'm not really a Crash Bandicoot fan, but for the people that are fans, hey, go get it. Um, I'm still waiting for uh, Jack and Daxter. That's kind of what I'm waiting for when it comes to platformers, so I'm just going to wait for that. All right, Marvel news. Uh, Marvel appears to be considering the Jimmy Woo X-Files, case files, series we all want. Says WandaVision, and I just watched episode six today. Pretty good, must say. So WandaVision's uh, agent Jimmy Woo, dude, uh, Randall Park is hilarious. He did a show called Fresh Off the Boat. <laughs> dude, dude. You have to watch that show. It is hilarious. He's he's hilarious. And he was also in Ant Man. He's he's a funny guy. Um, he said it may actually be getting an X Files type spinoff with Darcy Lewis. His writer and Teen Wolf actor Stephen Ford, who originally had the idea for the spinoffs slated on Twitter, will be writing the pitch. We might have actually opened some doors 
on my Jimmy Wu X-Files idea. Can't expect how much of an underdog I am in this scenario. So get too excited, but cross your fingers and thanks to everyone who made it possible. Okay. So Jimmy Wu getting a spinoff show. My question with that is, how strong is the viewership going to be for that? You know, um, is that now I don't know him from the comics. So, so someone, a comic head would have to come and say, tell me, Hey, so tell me about Jimmy Wu. Like, does he, what, what's his story like in the comics? Does he have some type of really cool adventures or, you know, what, what's going on with him in the comics? Like what's, what's going on with him enough to even make a show about him? That's, that's my thing. Does he have enough source material to even make a show worthy? Um, or is it going to be one of those one-offs? Oh, well, here's six episodes and there we go. Like, that's not enough, you know? So, um, I know they're trying to like, you know, they're desperate trying to add content to Disney plus and stuff like that, but make it make sense. That's my thing. If it doesn't make sense, don't waste money on it. Don't waste production money on it. Um, I like Randall Park. I like him. He's a funny guy. I like him in the WandaVision, but, um, if it doesn't make sense, then just don't do it. So we'll see with that. Um, okay, next. Uh, Paramount's The Man Who Fell to Earth series cast Doctor Strange. Um, ah, I'm going to slay his name. I'm just going to call him Chi. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so it says Chi will start in Paramount's The Man Who Fell to Earth series based on the sci-fi novel that inspired the 1976 David Bowie movie. Um, it says The Man Who... who the, the Man Who Fell... To fail to the why does it say it like that? Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, the man to fail to Earth is based on Walter Tavis' 1963 sci-fi novel of the same name. Uh, the book was adapted in the cult, a 1976 film starring David Bowie as Thomas Jerome, an alien who crash lands on Earth while seeking a way to help his home planet, which is going through a terrible drought. Interesting. It says per deadline. Um, Edgy or 4 will start in the Paramount series as a new alien character who arrives on Earth at a turning point in human human evolution and must confront his own past to determine our future. Okay. Oh, more roles for him. And he was also good in Doctor Strange. He was pretty cool. Um, I think it was called his character was called um, Mordu or something like that. I forgot, but cool. Okay, so I, we already talked about that. He's not going to get that role. Oh, but no, okay, actually no, this talks about the uh, Blade. Okay, cool. So Ali's Blade movie has taken a big step forward. It says at the 2019 Comic-Con, Marvel Studios uh, announced that the Blade, which has been absent from the big screen since Wesley Snipes, shout out to Snipes, classic. Oh, Mordu, thank you, Rocky. Uh, last outing as the Vampire Hunter in 04 Blade Trinity would be rebooted for the Marvel MCU. Um, True Detective and Alita Battle Angel Allie will bring this new version of Blade to life over a year and a half later. There have been a few updates on the project progress while today finally brings a big development on the uh, Blade front as the reboot has found its writer. So Stacy Kufor has, report has reportedly been tapped to write the Blade reboot per the Hollywood Reporter. Stacy is a playwright who already has some experience in comic book media as a writer, story editor on, oh God, oh boy, <laughs> on HBO's Watchmen series. Yikes, I know a lot of people don't didn't really like it though. 
uh, it was also mentioned in the article that Marvel spent six months carrying out a search to find the right writer. Only black writers were seriously considered as part of the company's goal to focus on diversity and representation. It says Stacey is the first black woman to write a Marvel movie. Oh boy. <laughs> when I when I, when I see that, that Watchmen stuff, I'm like, a lot of people didn't like Watchmen. I, I didn't even watch it. I did watch the original movie of Watchmen, but uh well we'll see eh, eh, i don't know um let's see uh, okay so fair enough fair enough fair enough all right let's keep going oh here we go there we go so watchman director nicole to helm the new lines wizard of oz remake um so watchman director and a producer nicole will direct a new take on the wonderful wizard of oz for new line cinema nicole okay yeah so this is her new take deadlines reporting that uh cassell will create a fresh take on the l frank bond story for warner bros uh, new line cinema the director beat out numerous others as new line sought a reimagining of the classic story first uh, published in 1900 the story led to multiple follow-up stories in many adaptations the famous most famous of which is the 1939 musical film. There's no word on how the film will hew to the original story or whether it will be a musical. Okay. Don't necessarily care, but go ahead in my Ed Anderson voice. Uh, for people in, who are just coming in, be sure to like the video. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Definitely do appreciate it. Getting my sips of water. Alrighty. Alright. Oh, hold on a second. Let me reply to a text real quick. So Netflix to adapt Redwall books into an animated movies and TV series. So Netflix is developing a feature film and TV series based on Brian Jack's Redwall books. According to Verity, the streaming giant linked a deal with uh, Penguin Random House Children. That sounds extremely awkward. To secure the rights to the sprawling 22 book Redwall Saga, which follows the fantastic adventures of the... Uh, astromorphic animals living at Redwall Abbey. On the back of this deal, Netflix has already revealed plans to develop an animated feature and an event series from the franchise. Okay. Says the animated film is being penned by Patrick McCall, the writer of uh, the stop-motion Pinocchio, and will adapt the first book in Jack's series titled Redwall, while the TV series will be based on the character of Martin the Warrior, and the mouse co-founder of Redwall Abbey, who headlined the sixth Redwall novel. Okay. Black Clover, now back to anime. So the Black Clover anime is ending at the ideal time. So news that the Black Clover will air its final episode on March 30 may come to a shock to some fans. The show is popular worldwide. I'm currently watching it right now on episode like, I think I'm on episode like 40 something. It's actually pretty good, not gonna lie. I'm actually enjoying Black Clover, so I'm just taking my time watching it on Crunchyroll, and it's 
pretty damn good, I must say. Uh, it says, uh, so yeah, the anime just entered what appeared to be a long and exciting arc and the manga is still being published, but Black Clover lovers shouldn't be too disheartened by the anime coming to a close. Now is actually the perfect time for it to do so. Uh, consistency and pacing are one of the many reasons why fans of Black Clover love the show. From the very smart and thought out the entire life of the show, episodes were released on a very tight weekly schedule. The only time the show stopped airing was during Japan's lockdown last year due to the pandemic, uh, during which time animators and others working on the show weren't allowed to enter the workspace to continue production. Uh, in general, Black Clover has a very small filler episode count compared to most shonen anime. Of course, most shows that have low fillers definitely fans are going to love because fillers are annoying. We can recall uh, Naruto and the stupid fillers of Bleach and all this other stuff. So yeah, Nar yeah, so that can be annoying. But yeah, man, Black Clover definitely check it out, man. It's um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It says I'm not caught up on Black Clover, but I'm probably about thirty five episodes off. Yeah, just take your time. Like this, you know, you just enjoy it. You don't need to be. I'm totally against trying to rush uh, shows and stuff like that. I'm totally against that. All right, let's keep going. Rashid and Clank, and shout out to uh, Craig T. Uh, Craig D. Tech guy. He uh, he did his own uh, stream earlier this morning. Shout out to Craig. He covered this. Rashid and Clank rift apart. Release date announced. Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart will officially be released on PS5 on June 11th of this year. Revealed on the PS blog, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is a brand new adventure that is exclusive to the PS5. Once again, um, more exclusives for the PS5. It says when, uh, I'm not going to read that. <laughs> I'm not going to read that. Uh, Insomniac Games notes that this is a great place to start for the Ratchet and Clank franchise as it will be a standalone storyline but it will reward fans of the series that began in 02 on the PS2 with deeper layers of connection to the previous games. Insomniac also revealed Ratchet and Clank apart box art, key art, pre-order, bonuses, and digital deluxe editions, all of which you can see below. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it looks cool. Is the game good? That's all I care about. And, I mean, I watched my brother play some of these games back in the days, but I never actually beat one. I don't know, I might get it. I mean, from what I saw, they showed gameplay of it, like, a long time ago, and it looked it looked pretty good, like, the little trailers of it. So, I guess that's what we're going to play for the summer. PS5, you are not doing really good, because Returnal is coming out, I think, what, March or April? So, we got Returnal coming. And then we play that, and then we have this in June. So, cool. Uh, let's see, it says Deluxe Edition will cost 80 bucks. Will grant players uh, five additional armor sets, 20 uh, upgrade weapons, and a sticker pack. Woohoo, stickers! Like, <laughs> stupid. Uh, photo mode, of course. Um, so it'll retail for 70 bucks in 90 bucks key, uh, CAD. Okay. The Special Physical Launch Edition. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll probably get it if there's nothing else to play during the summer. Because, you know, the summer's really dry when it comes to games, so. Um, next, Chris Pratt, the, tom the Tomorrow War, six quick things we know about the movie. Uh, so it says, for being one of the busiest action stars in Hollywood, Chris Pratt has not been on the big screen in a little while. 
Uh, but understandably so, all of the Onward uh, stars upcoming films are either still filming or about to be filmed in the case of The Tomorrow War are near completion but offered, of course, related release delays. If things work out, is uh, accusation by Amazon, tomorrow may come sooner than you think. So I haven't heard of this movie, but I, I'm guessing it's some type of like action. Um, Chris Pratt's getting a little like kind of action shooter type movie. If you recall, there was a film that uh, Chris Helmsworth did on Netflix. I forgot the name of it. I think it was called Extraction or something. I never watched it, but it looked like kind of like a shooter action movie type thing. So I'm guessing just based on one on the title and the picture, um, that's what it looks like. That Chris Pratt's going to have his own little shooter action movie as well. Which, fair enough. You know, he doesn't really... He doesn't really enter that genre a lot, so I don't mind him doing it. Um, hopefully he can deliver. Um, but that's kind of my thoughts about it. So it says, Tomorrow War is set for July um, 2021 release. Okay. Uh, it says, began in September 2019 and wrapped up in the middle of the following January. Okay. And it says, it said it had sets on uh, Christmas Day release date last year, but pulled the film from, of course, what's going on with uh, what happened with 2020. So it should be coming out in July, fair enough. Fair enough, I mean, um, it'd be interesting to see him in a serious movie, because usually Chris Pratt's very funny, uh, go lucky. He did have, he actually he did have one sci-fi film, which he was pretty serious on. I don't know how successful that sci-fi movie did, but we'll see how he does in this action shooter. All right, so more Lost of, Last of Us talk. Uh, we got another cast for, um, Ely says Last of Us TV show coming on HBO has shown as found as Ely uh, Bila Ramsey best known for playing Liana Mormont in Game of Thrones will play the main role in Craig Mason's adaptation uh Zero what's going on uh we're just gonna overlook Jurassic Park um beyond Zero um I didn't really care about that that whole series uh I know there's a new Jurassic, Jurassic Park coming out but after I saw the first one, I honestly didn't care about watching the second one. I know it made a lot in the box office. I know, zero. But, eh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just the old school Jurassic Park is what I prefer. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't really get into this new one. And maybe the new one's not even meant for me anyway. Us, us uh, millennials. Maybe that's for Gen Z. I don't know. But I didn't really care about it. I liked the first one though, but I didn't even care to watch the, the other ones. You know, shout to zero. Uh, so, uh, oh god, really? You don't like seeing alpha males take down dinosaurs? <sighs> eh, meh. So, Hollywood Reporter confirms Eli's casting today. Uh, cleared up some rumors on another bit of casting news. Uh, True Detective Ali will be. Yeah, you already confirmed that. It's not going to be playing Joel. That's going to Pedro. Eli's one of the main characters in The Last of Us. Um, young orphan. Yeah, already know. Okay, so this is her. Okay, her. All right. Yikes. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see how she does, I guess. Right? We'll see how she does. I'm most likely, I'm definitely going to do a full series review on Last of Us once it comes out for sure. And um, it would be cool to have the, have y'all on that panel. That'd be really to see how good that show does. All right, unannounced Halo game seemingly in development. 
a new Halo game is seemingly in the works. If a recent Microsoft job listing is anything to go by, the producer job posting has been advertised on Microsoft Careers website since February 6th. Reveals that Halo series developer 343 Studios, oh, Industries, sorry, is working on a new entry in the Halo's Halo franchise. The listing states that 343 is looking to hire a producer to hire to develop a new project in the Halo universe which um, presumably signals that the new employee would not be working on Halo Infinite. Uh, the job listing asks for experience in shipping AAA games for current generation, which all but rules out the idea that the Halo project could come in any form of other than a game. However, the listing offers no clues about the content of the game, which it might arrive. Um, so some people are saying maybe it's a Halo Wars 3 or maybe a spinoff. Following Halo War, uh, Halo Five's uh, fire team uh, erases. Um, does anyone even care about Halo right now anymore? Like it, they used to? I don't really think so. After the whole Master Master Chief Collection, I don't. I don't. At least my friends don't care about Halo. I don't know. I guess people are still playing it. I know people are waiting for Halo Infinite because that's the only game on the Xbox. People are trying to hype up, but. Uh, I have master. I have Master Chief Collection on PC. I just, I just don't feel like playing it. I don't know. It says uh, Nimble says as a former piece PS gamer, I have to say the mandatory Halo is trash. It was great back in the days, like uh, Halo One, Two, and Three. But yeah, after that, I mean, even Halo Four was good. Halo Four was actually uh, pretty good. All right. Um, little anime old manga news uh, says the the suke the suke hijusi sama. Uh, whistle uh, W Manga res uh, resumes after nearly two years. Wow! Don't we wish it was a Berserk <laughs> news? Berserk is back today. Like that'd be that'd be amazing. Or um, that'd be amazing. Says uh, so. Um, says Deshuke's whistle. <laughs> That's a weird titled uh, manga. Resumed on Monday on uh, the uh, Shagakukan. Hey, manga one app. The manga went on hiatus in April 2019 due to the author's health issues. And Hagichi stated at the time she was taking some time off to recover and recharge. Quote unquote, I need some uh, attention. Uh, the manga centers on two boys, Koga Tenju is blessed with a affluent family, a famous former soccer player as a father. Okay, okay, okay. I see where, so this is a sports, sports based genre. Okay, I see where it's going. Um, and an unyielding spirit is a recent boy who has endured past hardships when they meet. A new soccer story begins. Okay, soccer, soccer based. Cool. I mean, let, let's. I'm, I can't knock it because isn't there like a really? There's a really dope volleyball anime. I forgot the name of it. I think it was Hayoko or something. Hayaru is probably destroyed the name. But it's a really dope volleyball anime, right? That that came out like not too recently, and that shit's fucking dope. So I can't really knock um, sports animes. Can't forget Kuroko's own basket anime was dope. Oh, a full anime based on basketball, <laughs> like, like 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 niggas just like shooting threes and doing like super attacks <laughs> on the basketball field. Shit was dope. So, you know, we can't. I can't underestimate these. Uh, yeah, Hayaku, thank you. I can't underestimate underestimate these sports genres. If you guys remember, there was also another really good baseball anime called like Major. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Long time ago. This on baseball, <laughs> like so they're actually not bad. Can't forget, Hajime no Ippo Boxing, one of the best animes in the world, damn it. So yeah, you can't underestimate sports when it comes to anime, you just can't. It's extremely 
hilarious and cool. Uh, Jack Black joins Borderlands movie cast as Claptrap. Says Lions Lionsgate has announced that Jack Black has been cast as Claptrap in the upcoming Borderlands live action movie. Black will provide voice acting for the Yellow Robot, which has been has long been seen as a mascot of the Borderlands series. I am so excited to reunite with Jack this time in the recording booth," said Ely Roth. Um, Claptrap is the funniest character in the game. Jack is perfect to bring him to the big screen. Je uh, Black joins a cast that already includes heavyweights uh, uh, Clayt um, Blanket as Lilith, uh, Kevin Hart as Roland, and Jimmy Lee Curtis as Dr. Tannis. Uh, last year, director Eli also said he hoped for fans to be added to the cast too as extras that can be killed off in a human. What the hell? <laughs> like he's, he's hoping for fans to be added to the cast as extras that can be killed off in a, uh, uh, humorous ways. Like, really? Uh, okay. So. You have Kevin Hart. We talked about this last week. Kevin Hart is going to be added to the Borderlands movie. We'll also have Jack Black. Go figure. They must have, they must have done some behind-the-scenes networking. Hey, man, I'm on this new movie, Borderlands. Can you grab me in? Type whatever. Um, once again, video game movies don't do well. The recent one was Sonic. So we'll have to see if this does well. No hype and no expectation. Just like when it comes to live-action <laughs> anime movies, right? So no expectations. I'm just gonna let them do their work and we'll see when a trailer comes out. That's all I can do. Once again, Dungeon and Dragons movie adds Michelle Rodriguez and Just, uh, Justice Smith to cast. Michelle and Justice have joined the Chris Pine and Paramount E1's Dungeon and Dragons feature film. According to the uh, Hollywood Reporter, Rodriguez, who is best known for her, her role as Letty in the Fast and Furious franchise, and Smith, who has starred in blockbuster movies like Jurassic World and uh, Detective Pikachu, but never actually saw that film, uh, have both now close deals to appear in an upcoming movie, which is based on the popular role-playing game owned by Wizards of the Coast. Okay. The plot details for the Dungeons & Dragons feature are being kept under wraps, but we do know that Spider-Man Homecoming, Jonathan, and John Franches pin, uh, pin the latest version of the script based on a draft by Michael Gilio. Okay. A Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm very questionable on that one. Let's be honest. Questionable. Um... Ricky and Morty creator sets Ancient Greece animated series on Fox. Uh, so the co-creator, Dan, is developing a new animated series set in Ancient Greece. The yet-to-be-titled series centers on a flying, a flawed family of humans, gods, and monsters that tries to run of run of one of the world's first cities with killing each other. <laughs> okay. It will air on Fox as part of the deal Harmon made with Fox Entertainment last year. The show is currently targeting a 2022 premiere date. <sighs> People trying to make all these anime series. I mean, really, all are uh, trying to convert all these things to anime. It says, leave it to Don to turn the mythos of early Greek civilization into remarkable, sharp commentary on today's politics, celebrity, and pop culture. Fox Entertainment president, uh, Michael Thorne said this project is incredibly uh, irre irrelevant family comedy 
irreverent nah, i probably say that word family comedy as told by one of the town's most uh, inventive storytellers we are proud to be partnered with dan on the series which strengthens our hold on the animation space and we continue to build for fox entertainment marks an important first step for us with our first fully owned script scripted property okay uh okay once again questionable all things don't need to be animated <laughs> that's 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 the first lesson some things just don't require to be animated at all uh, for people coming in be sure to like the video and subscribe definitely does help out a lot definitely does definitely does help out a lot okay let's see all right so this is one of my this was actually one of my big scoops for me it was um this was a big scoop for me um i actually had this in my title but then there were some other big things that happened this week so keanu reeves neo approached to join the spider-verse f's craven the hunter <laughs> says hollywood superstar keanu reeves has formerly been offered a role in sony spider-man verse as the classic villain craven the hunter Reeves has been offered the role of a classic villain, yeah, yeah, for his own solo film. Oh, okay, for his own solo film. According to the report by Illuminati, the project is currently being referred to simply as Craven. This report also states that the film has been described as a mashup between Logan and Man on Fire. A final decision has yet to be made uh, by either Reeves or Sony. What's going on, Paul G? What's going on? So. If they're trying to make a Craven solo film, then they're trying to connect this to the solo film of Morbius. Remember, um, Jared Leto is getting his own solo film on Morbius, a Marvel villain. So I guess they're trying to do that for Craven. I think fans would love this if it was good. Now, I'm not really sure on adding Keanu Reeves. You know, we could, I mean, honestly, I think you could put some other actors in there. Um, but Craven having his own movie seems kind of cool to me. Um, so I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with having a Marvel-based villain solo movie because we don't really have that a lot at all, do we? I mean, Ve Venom was kind of a anti-hero, right? So I'm cool with that. I think they should be, oh, well, Joker, right? Joker, well, DC um, villain solo film, right? So cool, fair enough. Uh, Rocky says, Keanu is deep in the nerd gang. Very true. Matrix, Cyberpunk, now Craven. You're right. You're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong on that. Hell yeah. Goblin. Yeah, I'd love a single Goblin film. I'd, I'd watch that. But um, I, I think he should take the deal. I mean, but I think for him, it's going to depend on how strong that script is. If it's a good script, he'll definitely take it. Um, that's that's Marvel Disney bag for you, money bag for you. I'd, I'd take it, but if it if the script is good, go for it. You know. All right, so <laughs> I have to talk about this, man. I saw I saw so during the Super Bowl, man, I saw a commercial for this uh, Queen Latifah Equalizer show, and I'm just I'm really confused because when I saw it, I'm like, wait, you're talking about Denzel Washington's Equalizer? And then I had to like, I did some research. I'm like, wait, was there like an old show on Equalizer? And I go, oh, okay, there is. But is that connected to the Denzel Washington uh, movie? I don't know. 
but Queen Latifah is getting her own action show <laughs> and the commercial is like we see the trailer she's like doing like fighting dudes off I'm like here we go <laughs> like here we go again um but yeah um first of all she's Windows XP certified so I don't I don't understand why we're giving a, a show to her to this is almost like the whole uh, Watchmen argument, right? People didn't like, you know, old ladies being uh, the, the lead in Watchmen, right? So why are we doing this with Queen Latifah, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to, I, I just wanted to cover that just for, because I saw it when I was watching the Super Bowl, like, you know, the commercials, and I'm like, what is this? Like, you know, it's like a, a CBS cop show for the uh, Black Lives Matter era. Like, really? So I guess this is not for me then. <laughs> I guess this is not for black men. So, wow. Okay, well, if this is for Black Lives Matter, right? Well, you guys support it because I'm not going to support You guys better support this. If this is what you want, go ahead and support it. But I don't want to watch these Windows XP broads doing Kung Fu. Like, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to watch it. I'm not down. So I thought that was funny to see. This was also really interesting rapper little yachty is making an action heist movie based on the game uno weird so that's why i had to add it to the blood report of this week so there's no shortage of musicians crossing over into the world of movies after all what are movies without music haha <laughs> even most silent films had an accompanying score of musical component in some capacity today's musicians often collaborate with the music industry to create songs that reflect the tone plot and personality of the characters rapper little yachty recently announced that he's about to take his talents <laughs> his talents to the big screen for a collaboration with uno it's like it said uh He's like, I'm so excited to be part of this film with Mattel. I played Uno as a kid and still do today. So to spin that into the movie based on the uh, Atlanta hip hop scene I came, I came out of is really special. It hits close to home for me. <laughs> I don't take this seriously at all. Um, this is desperate. I don't know why you would make a game, a movie, about Uno. Now, fair enough, Jumanji is technically based on a turn-based board game, right? They're gonna make a game based on, a movie based on Dungeons and Dragons, correct? So, eh, but I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna be worth watching. Like to me, it sounds like a movie maybe worth watching on stream services like Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Amazon. I could, I could do that, but I don't know if, who's gonna want to go to the theater Hey man, what you doing tonight? Man, I'm about to go watch this release Thursday night of what movie? Oh, Uno. I'm like, what? <laughs> like that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Like, no nah, man, it's gonna be awesome. They're gonna have little Yachty. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, so what? Like, so what? After the movie, you're gonna play a, a game of Uno? Like, yeah, this is just like the movie. Like, no. Like, that's that's just kind of dumb. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, this is, yeah, this this so I don't have. No, nah, I I don't know why this is being created. Like, this is a waste of money. Um, and okay now it gets worse it says the popular card game is reportedly getting its own okay yeah uh, yeah okay yeah so this he's actually being considered for the lead role uh, I don't I don't I don't like that I don't I just I feel like this is this is a waste of time um, a waste of money but <laughs> 
we'll see. You know, I guess for people who really like Uno, I mean, hey, there's a movie for you, I guess. Uh, let's see, what's this? Okay, boom. Some more good news. Uh, Forza Horizon 4 is coming to Steam next month. So this is actually pretty good because um, the only racing game I played was F1 2020. It was actually a pretty good racing game. So I've seen Forza games and it looked pretty good. So I might actually get this on um, Steam myself. So that's coming out next month too. Uh, it says Microsoft, like Microsoft once again, you're putting out all your exclusives on PC. <laughs> you know, all you uh, Xbox uh, tards, oh, I bleed green, like all that. Well, yeah, all your games are coming on PC. Uh, Microsoft is bringing Forza 4 to Steam next month and marks the first time the Forza franchise has been available on Steam. It will include cross-play with players on Xbox consoles. Um, the regular Windows 10 version and those streaming Forza 4 through xCloud. Uh, Playground Games has been gradually, gradually improving Forza Horizon 4 with expansions in a Battle Royale-like mode. A Halo driving experience even ex appeared in a game a few years ago. Um, the Lego Speed Champions expansion included a bricks, cars, and scenery. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. It says a new Hot Wheels car pack is coming soon, which will include a number of new cars for 10 bucks. Eh, of course, nickel and dimes. But this is cool. This is actually pretty big news because, this, like I said, this is the first time we're seeing this franchise on Steam. I know there's going to be a lot of Xbox guys who are going to be, like, really salty about this. But whatever. PC, we're going to... I'm definitely going to get this. Hopefully, there'll be a deal on it. And, yeah, I'll definitely um, check it out. Um, <laughs> Paul says, Little Yachty sounds uh, like special needs. All right. GTA 5 and GTA Online just had their best year since launch. <sighs> GTA 5, man, they, they've been, they have the bag. And it's, it's to the point where I'm not even sure there's a GTA 6 coming at this point. So uh, let's see. It says 2020 was yet another record-setting year for GTA 5 and GTA Online, according to publisher Take-Two. In earnings brief, Take Two revealed that GTA 5 has sold over 140 million units to date. That's about 10 million units sold each uh, since May of last year. Additionally, more units of GTA 5 were sold in the calendar 2020 than any other year except for the game's launch year of 2013, when it sold 32.5 million. GTA Online is also doing well years after launch, with Take-Two saying the game had more players each month in 2020 than any other month since launch, as well as for its full year of 2020 than any other year since its launch. It also, it's also saw the game's highest participation rate from both new and returning players. Its revenue was up to 28% year over year for the quarter. Um, I did hear that... I did hear like there's some like expansion in GTA Online that kind of spoils or teases something of GTA 6 or something, but I don't know. I don't know if GTA 6 is coming, but I think it's it's still a good a good idea to bring that game to the next generation of consoles, PS5, Xbox Series X, you know, PC. Um, you know, it's been a while. You know, everyone everyone of course they keep repackaging GTA 5. People keep buying it, but I think we're ready for the next GTA 6 to come out. Um, I think that'd be a great game, man. It it sell like hotcakes, you know, especially if it has a good little story, whatever, good characters, stuff like that. I'll be honest, GTA Five was good, but for me, I didn't really, 
after I beat it once, like I didn't go back to it. I don't know why, but um, I would say I played GTA Four a lot and GTA Three Three a lot more than GTA Five. But hey, sh hey shout shout out to Tech Two man for del delivering the quality and getting the money in return. So I can't knock them, can I? Uh, it says never tried a GTA, but if I was going to try one, the one that almost got me was the one that was in the '80s in Miami. Okay, that was that sounds like Vice City. So shout out to GTA and Take Two, man. Okay, so next, uh, why Michael B. Jordan thinks his Tom Clancy movie from Yellowstone creators will make a big splash at Amazon? <laughs> Not just a normal splash, but a big splash, like. Get like wet water in your face and all that. So, okay, Michael. It says uh, Tom Clancy has an impressive career with novels, getting multiple uh, adaptations for the big and small screens. There have been a number of Hollywood stars to take up the role of his famous character, Jack Ryan, but these are quite a few other badass characters in the Clancy universe. Michael is set to take up the helm as the franchise favorite, John Kelly. The Creed star is attached to star in the upcoming Tom Clancy ad adaptation, and will work alongside Yellowstone creators Taylor Shadarian and Will Staples. <laughs> Staples uh, at Amazon. Okay, so this might be a Amazon exclusive like uh, Coming to America 2. So let's a little quote here. It says, I'm so excited about uh, Without Remorse as a guy who grew up playing Rainbow Six. This was an opportunity to dive into John Kelly, John Clark character and give him a fresh start. Growing this thing out into a franchise is something we look forward to, and it felt without remorse is a perfect vehicle to do that as a big splash I will make over at Amazon. Of course, of course, Michael, is a big splash for you because you're going to be the lead role. Like, you guys, it's, I know this is PR. It's, it's great PR, right? It's your, it's your movie, Michael, of course. And I hope it's good, right? Uh, Tom Holland said the same thing about Spider-Man 3. Like, this is the most, the best standalone hero. Like, yeah, because you're in lead role. Like, of course, you're going to you're gonna promote your stuff. So, yeah. Good, good, good for you, Michael. What's going on, Ike? Shout out to Ike. The Super Saiyan um, Nigerian. <laughs> um, quick little thing about Nigerians. So, on the Discord, you guys, I, I, I do a lot of updates. Uh, I will bring back the African panel. So the the return of the African panel will be this month on the 24th. That's uh, Wednesday. Wednesday night. So definitely, definitely, all you Africans out there, definitely, definitely, come through. Um, it's going to be more freestyle. We're not going to do, it's not going to be a heavy topic like before. This is more freestyle. Just talk your talk your nonsense. And you know, I know I know how Africans do. You get you get a lot of Africans in one room. They just start making noise. So yeah, just talk your noise. <laughs> All right. So um, that's gonna happen this month. So the return of the African panel will return. Funny enough, a lot of people have been asking about the African panel. I was like, wow, there's a lot. Like I, I see not just only on my Discord, but also in my chats. I'll be sometimes I'll be in the chat. It's like, hey, Soul, what's the African panel coming back? I'm like, oh. Well, oh, okay. I didn't know you, you liked it. So, okay, yeah. So, we're, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. So, um, that's happening this month on the 24th. All right. Let's keep going. Next, more Borderlands news. Go figure. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis joins film in key role. So, Jamie Lee Curtis is the latest big name to join the film. 
of the hit game Borderlands. Uh, Collider is reporting that Curtis is in talks to board the movie based on the Gearbox Software 2K Games franchise. If cast, we would she would play Tannis based on the non-playable character Dr. Patricia Tannis from the game series. And Tannis is a uh, uh, archaeologist, probably ruined that, uh, based on the planet uh, Pandora who has a complex relationship with Lilith. Okay. So, well, she's Windows XP and she's extremely young. So how's that, how's that gonna work? <laughs> yeah, man, don't worry. Yeah, the African panel is coming back. So once again, not gonna hype up any video adaptation movie ever. Just, we, we learned a lesson from Dragon Ball Revolution. We learned a lesson with Death Note. We learned a lesson with Bleach and all these other movies. So yeah, no hype. Now, this was another big issue from this week. Um, CD Projekt Red suffers cyber attack and shares ransom note. So yes, this was a really big scoop of the week. Extremely. We all know for Cyberpunk. <laughs> so I, it, I had fun playing Cyberpunk, right? But there was a lot of heat that uh, CD Projekt Red dealt with during that game, that project. So um, it sucked for them. So Cyberpunk 2077, The Witcher 3 developer, CD Projekt Red, claims to be victim of a cyber attack with the perpetrators, perpetrators requesting an unexpected ransom. Says yesterday, we discovered that we have become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. CD Projekt Red tweeted, an unidentified actor gained unauthorized access to our internal network, C collected certain data and belonging to CD Projekt Red Capital Group, and left a ransom note that the content of which we released to be public. <sighs> That's crazy. Okay, let me see if I can look at this. Let's see if I can add me on Twitter, guys. <laughs> All right, let me see. Let me see if I can. Okay. Okay, so this is the note. Uh, it says, uh, we have already secured our IT infrastructure and begun re restoring the data. We will not give in to the demands or nor negotiate. <laughs> they will negotiate. Man, they must, they must learn from the space. Uh, being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of compromised data, we are taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences of such a release. Okay. We are still investigating the incident. However, at this time, we can confirm that to our best knowledge that the confirmed systems did not contain any personal data of our players or users of our services. Ah, man, this, you know what? This sucks for them because they just released an apology um, kind of statement to the customers earlier this year. Like, wasn't it like January we saw that uh, apology? <laughs> and now they have to deal with this stuff? That sucks. It says, hello, CD Projekt Well, You have been it's epically pwned. <laughs> we have dumped full copies of the source codes from your uh, per for server for Cyberpunk Witcher 3, Gwent, and unreleased version of Witcher 3. Uh-oh. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, admin, legal, HR, investor, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Yikes. Your public image will go down the shitter. Even more people will see how you sh how shit, how you didn't, couldn't even write the letter. How you shitty your company functions. Okay. Investors will lose trust in your company and the stocks will even will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. Wow, Jesus. 
Where's Batman when you need him? Crazy. Wow, this is terrible. I mean, this is bad. Like, <laughs> maybe because just a couple months ago, customers, we're sorry, we apologize. And now they're about to, now they have uh, some someone who's angry. Like, ah, we've got to negotiate or else all your files and data will be compromised. You have 48 hours. I'm like, God damn it. Like, whoa. Um, that's extreme. Man. Man, CD Projekt Red, man. Woo. <laughs> well, it's not a laughing matter. It's, it's, it's terrible. Um, but what a coincidence after the drama of, of Cyberpunk. Man. So this was a big, this was a really big uh, scoop for this week. Um, really big scoop. Um, I, I just, you know, hope for the safety of the people that work at the company, of course, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, because they already took a hit with the game. Then it's like, now this? Whew, that's, uh, that's a lot. Um, next, more drama. <laughs> Aizen, what's go Aizen, what's going on? So now we got Funimation. Funimation faces action, class action lawsuit for allegedly violating Americans with Disability Act. Even more, Wahala. So uh, Janisa, a legally blind person, filed a class action lawsuit against Funimation on January on behalf of herself and all other similar situated alleged that Funimation's website violated the Americans with Disability Act. The lawsuit was filled in the district court of the Southern District of New York. So the lawsuit claims that Funimation has failed to design, construct, and maintain and operate its website, damn, uh, to be fully accessible to the independent usable by Angeles and other blind of visual impaired people. Wow. Which it claims is a violation of her rights under the Americans with Disabilities Act. The website referred to in the lawsuit is specifically by the shop.funimation.com website. Huh. The lawsuit states that Angelise is a visually impaired and uh, I don't want to make fun of her, but you, you guys remember uh, um, the, the black girl from that video, hold it down, I'm legally blind. You know, <laughs> you remember that girl? So I'm not making fun of her. I'm just making fun of that, that black woman from that video back in the days. I'm legally blind. P.O.P. Hold it down. Like that, that lady, that, that lady was funny. I'm legally blind. So when I saw that, I, I mean, I just, you know, in my head, I thought about that. It was funny, damn it. I'm not making fun of her. I'm making fun of that black woman who, you know, did that video. P.O.P. Hold it down. It was funny. I can't help it. But I'm not making fun of this lady. Just keep that in mind. All right. So she's legally blind person who cannot use a computer without the assistance of screen leading software. It's uh, proficient at using the non-visual desktop access screen reading software. Angelis reportedly visited, visited the shopfunimation.com website on multiple occasions, including in January uh, to make a purchase, but was denied a shopping experience similar to that of a sighted individual due to the website's lack of variety of features and accommodations which effectively barred her from being able to determine what specific products were offered for sale. Woo! Says the lawsuit claims that the features on the site lacked alt text and failed to add a label element or title attribute for each field. Dang. The lawsuit states that Funimation therefore engaged in acts of intentional discrimination. 
says the lawsuit asks for a permanent injunction that requires Funimation to retain a qualified consultant acceptable to Angelus to assist Funimation to comply with the web content accessibility guidelines for its website. The World Wide Web uh, Consortium maintains the CAG, the WCAG. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Ike says, I'm actually legally blind too. I'm legally blind. P.O.P. Hold it down. Uh, God damn it. Can't help it. All right. Well, that sucks for the lady. Um, sucks. Um, maybe she was actually buying Berserk manga. And if she was, I feel her pain. She deserves that manga. Damn it. Or that anime. Right? Hopefully she wasn't buying hentai. Anyway, next up on the scoop, blurred report, uh, we have Jared Leto's Joker. Snyder Cut, redesign revealed in the Justice League images. Another big scoop of this week. A lot of stuff that happened this week, man. I gotta talk about this. Gotta talk about this. Be sure to like the video. Let me check my laptop real quick. Hold on a second. Let's check in something real quick. Um. Guys, let's write this email real quick. So, 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 so. So Jerry Leto's full Joker look in Snyder Cut's upcoming Justice League cut has been revealed. Um, says Snyder's long fought campaign to bring this version of the DCAU to its fruition is coming to a head with Snyder Cut gearing up for release on HBO Max in March. We will be doing a full review on that film in March as well, guys. So definitely stay tuned for that. Originally meant for to be a four hour miniseries, the film will now release as a one long feature. Whew, four hours. Wow. Well, I mean, Lord of the Rings is like three hours. So Star Wars is basically three hours to think about it. Um, it says, yeah, so yeah, okay. So let's talk about this, right? Let's talk about this. So if you notice, you notice there's something missing from Joker's face. And that is tattoos. You remember in Suicide Squad, he was missing. He had tattoos all over the place. He had tattoos on his hands everywhere. Now he has longer hair. He has long hair. Um, now he's, remember in Suicide Squad, his red little lipstick, whatever, it was only covering his lips. Now it has it, has it all over his uh, mouth area, right? So I this is my thing. I think what they did was they know that the previous look of him was a bit too much. I also agree. It was too much. It was to me. It was too desperate. I like this whole trench coat look. Um, him being like a gangster. That's okay. But just all the tattoos 
I mean, it's okay to have some tattoos, but it's like he was inked out everywhere, like for no reason. Like then, like he had all this ink on his. Like, what are you, a Naruto character? Like, what are you trying to prove here? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But I mean, it, could, it was okay if it, you know, a little every now and. But no, it was like all over. This inked for no reason. I didn't mind his short hair. I didn't care about that. Um, so I actually like this look better now. Although. You know, it'd be cool to see him with different outfits and stuff. Like his outfits in Suicide Squad were pretty cool too, right? So I wasn't against his outfits. I just think the tattoos were too much. Like, yo, it, it looks mad desperate. Like this, you're looking too desperate right here. You know, you have all these stuff, these tattoos on your, like, calm down, Joker, calm down. So fair enough. Um, the question is, how much screen time is he gonna get in this film? Cause in the first film, he didn't get a lot of screen time at all. Right? So that will be interesting to see in this hybrid sequel they keep calling it. You know, they keep trying to confuse us. Oh, well, it's not a, well, well, it comes to Suicide Squad. I mean, for this, this is this a extended, I guess, extra direct cut or whatever. We're getting like an hour of content. So same story. I know we're going to see like the black suit Superman. They've been talking about that for a while. Um, we're going to see a new Joker, like, you know, but I mean, uh, cool and said he's the great value so he's the high value man joker um but yeah i still like phoenix joker to this day really good movie um but hey fair enough fair enough all right more crazy crap going on this week like what's going on with this this week is uh interesting the week before valentine's day everyone just goes crazy it says former employee sues riot game ceo for sexual harassment like jesus what's going on this week uh the group's riot Workers United, a collection of workers currently at Riot Games uh, activating for change, has issued a statement regarding the news of Sharon's lawsuit. The group, which helped organize the walkout in 2019, says that inappropriate relations combined with the threat of power is a harm inherent to any company where leaders are not held accountable. Riot is a company where leaders have not been held accountable. Okay. A news against Riot CEO. Um, inappropriate relations combined with threat of power. Okay, okay. And says has filed a suit against riots in the company at large, alleging that the, during her three years at the company, uh, Lariant uh, sexually harassed her, discriminated against her, and re retaliated against her when she complained about her behavior to HR. Per a lawsuit obtained by Vice, O'Donnell was hired at Riot in uh, 2017 of October as an executive assistant to Lariant shortly after she was hired. She says that Lariant began harassing her and continued to do so until she alleged she was wrongfully terminated in uh, last year, July. <sighs> so O'Donnell is also suing Riot not only for failure to prevent harassment, but also for failure to pay wages in a timely manner, claiming she was not paid for all hours worked, including overtime. She also alleges the company failed to provide legally mandated rest and meal breaks. You weren't able to eat? What? Like you weren't able to get a happy meal? Yeah, that's, that's definitely jacked up. You need, you need a break for those happy meals, for sure. Well, more drama this week. All right. Be sure to like the video, guys. Subscribe, share the content on your community tab. Definitely does help out a lot and is definitely appreciated. And also don't forget to uh, join my Discord, the Oasis, if you haven't already. Um, some updates I said in the beginning of our blurb report. Um, I will be doing a um, a short version of the gameplay stream. So I'm gonna be doing some sh gameplay videos. 
So if you're into Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter Five, um, shooters, you know, different type of games, Borderlands, um, add your gamer tags in the Oasis on the gamer ID category. And um, I might be recording some of our gameplay and posting it up on YouTube kind of maybe like a 10 minute, maybe 10, 30 minute, especially on doing Street Fighter. I want to do like some rounds with people. Um, so shout out to Hunter once again. We had a really good um, session on Street Fighter V. Um, so I'm definitely going to do some gameplay videos instead of doing streams all the time. So watch out for that. Also, dude, if you have, if you have, if you play Street Fighter, I want to organize a damn Street Fighter V tournament. Yo. So we need um, shout out to Omega Dreads because he originally wanted to do this a long time ago. We actually talked about this a long time ago. Um, but we need like 10 people or more who play on PS4, PS5, or PC. If we can do that, we can make a bracket, we can organize it and all that. That'd be really dope. <laughs> That'd be so dope. Um, but yeah, so if you have gamer IDs, definitely post them in the uh, uh, Discord so we can add each other on Steam and uh playstation so quick update all right so we got some a couple news left over uh hbo max announces new adult animated shows including a velma uh origin story wow who was asking for that i don't know so hbo max has announced series orders for three new adult shows including a scooby-doo spinoff that will tell the origin story of velma and a revival of clone high uh, the originator and comedic series uh, titled Velma will amass the complex, colorful past of the underappreciated brains of the Scooby-Doo mystery and gang. Velma, voiced by uh, director uh, Mady Cayley, The Office, um, Charlie Howard Clean and Sam Register will also be serving um, as executive producers on the 10-episode series, which has been produced by Warner Bros. In addition... Uh, HBO Max ordered two seasons of Clown Clone High, a reimagining of Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and Bill Lawrence uh, O2 series set at a high school for clones for historical figures. Okay, as well as writing the series, Lord will be restreaming the will be reteaming with Lawrence to serve a executive producer on MTV revival. Okay, uh, let's see. It says. Um, the streaming company further filled out the adult animation slate with Nate Sherman and Nick Vokey's Fired on Mars, an essential workplace comedy set on the Marshall campus of Modern Tech Company. Okay. So, looks like HBO Max is trying to build up their inventory of content. Now, I don't really think Velma needs a show. Um, don't know who asked for that. Um... You know, I feel like they're just trying to add filler content. I don't know who was asking for that. I surely didn't, but whatever. Fair enough. What's going on, J-Wolf? And last but not least, on today's Blurred Report, we have Face-Off sequel in the works with Godzilla vs. Kong director. Uh, contrary to reports regarding the project to date, director Adam Wingard has clarified that that his face-off film will be a direct sequel to the 1997 action movie, not a remake or a reimagining. Wow. Okay. I would never reimagine a remake face-off. It's a perfect action movie. Simon Barrett and I are writing a direct sequel. Why now? <laughs> With Nicolas Cage? I never even, I never watched it, but I know Nicolas Cage was in it. Poor Nicolas Cage, by the way. I mean, he's really, 
He's taking a lot of L's in Hollywood. <laughs> a remake of 1997's Face Off, which starred John Travolta. Wow. Yeah. Nicholas Cage and Cinema Works at Paramount will be directed by, yeah, right. As reported by uh, The Hollywood Reporter, Wingard will co write the script with Simon. Uh, 22 Jump Street, Oren uh, Uziel wrote a previous draft of the remake that was rumored to be in development in 2019. Okay. So we're getting a sequel from a film that was in 1997. Once again, who was asking for it? Um, now I've heard Face Off was a good movie. I haven't watched it, but I heard it was good. So, um, <laughs> I don't know who who asked for it, but fair enough. If it's good, sure. Uh, maybe it'll give Nicolas Cage something to have hope for. I don't know, because he's been taking a lot of L's. Um, anyway, guys, that's the end of the Blurred Report for this week. Um, just letting you guys know, it looks like I will be sticking to the 1 p.m.'s time for now on. I think we did a bit better uh, this week than last week. Um, like I said, we cover all types of news here on this on this dedicated stream, anime, manga, gaming, and movie stuff. Um, all types of stuff. So we'll see what happens next Friday, guys. <laughs> um, sometimes when I do these, I don't, sometimes I'm like, I'm wondering, is there gonna be a week when there's just not a lot of stuff to talk about? And for four weeks straight, there's always something to talk about. Like, it's crazy. So. Um, there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened this week, man. Also, be sure to watch WandaVision. Like, WandaVision is getting good, finally, you know? Um, so yeah, guys, definitely join the Discord. Let me uh, put the link in the chat. Add your gamer tags and stuff like that, you know? Gamers out there. And yeah, sometimes we might randomly stream a game. Like, last night, we randomly streamed Street Fighter V. So definitely look into that, people. Anyway, guys, um, so there's a movie coming out actually today on HBO Max. Uh, what's the movie called? What's that movie called? Um, I forgot it. What's the movie? There's a movie coming out today on HBO Max. Like today. Today, today. What's that movie called? It's like about the Black Panthers. I might actually do a review of it if it's like really good. Uh, let me see. I'm actually logging into my HBO Max right now. Uh, what is it called? Okay, yeah, Judas. Judas and the Black Messiah. So that's actually out today on HBO Max. So I'm gonna check it out this weekend. If it's good, I'll do a review of it. If it's not, I'll just let y'all know. Like, it sucked. But anyway, guys, peace out. Um, have a good rest of your weekend. I have a three-day weekend, so I'm chilling. Uh, I'm supposed to have an interview on Sunday uh, with Blurred Without Fear on Sunday. Actually, I have another one on Monday, too. And I got a... Um, I gotta do that. I gotta reschedule that one I was supposed to do uh, yesterday. So a lot of interviews coming, all that good stuff. So you guys have a good rest of your day. Peace out and have a good one. Stay safe. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we all live through the seventies. The clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later. Who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Riddle me this. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Kiss Files starts now. What are you going to do, Ghost? I'm combining the stun ray with the force energy power.
or the stone pudding or something, I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Kiss files. Start now.